Hello friends and welcome back to the wonderful world of mixology, the podcast where we discuss, discover and dissect mono and stereo differences on classic albums from the 60s. And today we're journeying through 1967 with Buffalo Springfield and their second LP, Buffalo Springfield Again. Now, this album was originally released in November of 1967 and recorded through much of the year prior to this point, with recording sessions starting on January the 9th and finishing up on October 3rd, an extremely long time as far as 60s albums and their recording periods go, though certainly in 1967 this was maybe becoming a bit more of the norm. This is quite an interesting development for the group from their debut album as many of the tracks here were actually performed by session musicians or with session musicians depending on the songwriter and lead singer on each song and their preference when they went into the studio. For instance some of Neil Young's tracks such as the iconic Expecting to Fly were actually intended as Neil Young solo songs to begin with. But outside of this, we're here today to take a look at the mono and stereo mixes of the album, as the mono original LP in the States is not particularly common. It's not a horrendously uncommon one, but it's certainly nowhere near as apparent, if you like, in the record store shelves as the stereo mix. And let's find out today if it's worth seeking out that original mono LP. Before we start, I wanted to note that this was another graduate patron requested episode, so thank you very much for that, Bailey. And if you too want to request future episodes, well, I say request, you can do that anytime, but if you want to request one that I simply have to do after you do so, then head over to the Back to Mono Patreon, where you can support the show and get loads of bonus content, such as Mixology and 45 episodes every two weeks, as well as a whole host of Back to Mono bonus content as well. You can find that at patreon.com forward slash back to mono and a link to that is down in the show notes. But of course, let's dig right in with opening track Mr. Soul, the first Neil Young original on the album. And this is one where the difference is quite apparent as you're flicking through. Here, the guitars are far more upfront in the stereo mix, being panned off to the left and right channels respectively. These are both fuzz guitar tracks by, I assume, Neil Young and they're both faded in and out of the mix independently. In stereo this gives you a bit of a left and right sensation, but due to this being done at the mixing stage, this of course means that this is not going to match exactly between the two mixes, and there's a few key examples of this definitely differing. At 33 seconds, the fuzz in the left hand channel is much louder in stereo, biting right into the mix while it fades up almost ominously in the mono. Let's hear that first, starting with the biting stereo and then the softer mono. And again, in mono. Now the fade up solo in the right hand channel at 1 minute and 7 seconds fades up differently in each mix. Let's hear the mono first this time and then again in the stereo. And again in stereo. Change and I let her. 
Now, as the track goes along, obviously when both these guitars fade in, they layer up. And in mono, this obviously gets a bit more overlaid and double tracky. However, there's a weird edit almost in stereo. At 1 minute 24, the guitar that's panned over to the right suddenly shifts over to the center channel. Obviously to give a bit more of an oomph there, but in stereo, this is obviously quite a jarring shift. In mono, this is obviously far more comfortable and natural sounding. Let's hear that in mono first, and then again in the awkward stereo. And again in stereo. And a little bonus to the stereo here is that we get a longer fade in said mix. While this isn't necessarily completely significant, we do get some bonus very cool backing vocals right at the end of the fade that are missed by the earlier fade in mono. Let's hear that fade in mono first, and then we'll hear it again in stereo so we don't miss out on any of those extra vocals. And again, in stereo. Is it strange I should change? I don't know. Why don't you ask her? Is it strange I should change? I don't know. Why don't you ask her? Is it strange I should change? I don't know. Why don't you ask her? Is it strange I should change? I don't know. Child's claim to fame is a little bit closer in its mixes, but the guitar panned off to the right is generally louder in the stereo mix. Let's start with the mono and move into the stereo where this moves up in the mix. Into stereo. Keep telling at 54 seconds into the track, there's an extra guitar sound off, kind of, I'm not exactly sure how to describe it, that is much louder in the mono mix than it is in the stereo. Let's hear it in the stereo first, and then again in the louder mono. And again in mono. Track 3, Every Days, is, for all accounts and purposes, identical sonically between the two, except the mono in this digital source is coated in hiss by comparison. I believe there's a few needle drops on the digital copy of the mono mix found on the What's That Sound collection, and I will get to one of these right at the end, but keep an eye out for this, as some of these do sound sonically muffled in mono compared with the stereo, but this is likely due to the sourcing rather than the mix itself. But let's just compare a bit of this track anyway, starting with the mono and moving into the cleaner stereo. Into stereo. Track 4 is Neil Young's epic, if you like, Expecting to Fly. 
Now, as this has quite an orchestral string-based introduction, it's quite hard to tell exactly where the fade-up differs between the two, but the mono seems to fade up just a hair earlier than the stereo. I'm not going to play you this right now because it's almost imperceivable if you're not actually looking at waveforms, but just know that that is there. However, what is notable about the mono is that it brings things to a more dreamlike state. It's hard to tell if the echo is actually different between the two, but it just has a different feel. Let's start with the mono and move into the more apparent and I guess present stereo. I could And the final strings at the end of the track fade up differently between the two. They come up later and fade down later in mono, but interestingly, the actual position of the audio within that fade is identical between the two mixes, meaning that the performance stays the same, but the faders are moved differently. I'll play the end of the main fade in each mix first, and then you'll hear the entire fade up and down of the final outro, and then obviously, You'll hear it in the subsequent mix. We'll start with the mono and do it again in stereo. And again in stereo. Closing out side one of the album is Bluebird, and this is definitely another of those tracks that sounds like a needle drop in its mono mix, as the clarity of the mono versus the stereo on this digital version is great, and ultimately the stereo sonically is really the only way to go. I had a few notes about the drums appearing crisper in stereo, again like you just the needle drop, and that the solo guitar at 150 seems louder in stereo. However, I then did some comparisons and it would appear that the mono mix of this track is very likely a fold down. It's hard to tell due to the source and clarity of the mono mix here, but likely this is very much the case. I'll give you just a snippet of both tracks just so you can identify the difference in the sources at least, just to round out this side, especially on such a wonderful track as this. We'll start with the stereo and then bring it down to mono. To mono. You sit there mesmerized by the depth of her eyes If you can categorize She got so, she got so, she got so, she got so Flipping the LP over we get hung upside down And here the bass entrance is very buried in the mono mix Along with the guitar that's panned off to the right The heavy tremolo effect one Let's hear the intro of that first in stereo and then again in the muffled mono. Mm -hmm. 
and again in mono. Throughout the track, the drums feel like they rise up much further in mono, with certain elements being more prominent in said mix. Let's compare a chunk of the body of the track now, just so you can identify this. We'll start with the stereo and move into the mono. Into mono. The solo guitar in the outro is louder in mono, but the vocal ad-libs themselves appear to be louder in stereo. Let's hear that first in mono, and then again in stereo. And again in stereo. And for the very ending of the track, I'm going to play both mixes, one at a time, as the tremolo guitar right at the end has a differing effect on the soundscape of the end of the track, depending on each mix, mainly due to the narrowness of the mono, but there's definitely a sonic difference between the two that is unique to each mix. We'll play it first in stereo, and then again in mono. And again, in mono. Our next track is Sad Memory. And the guitar is very soft, muddled, and distant in stereo. And it almost sounds like it's got a bit of weird fake stereo processing going on with the EQ between the left and right channels. The mono by comparison is a far more natural sounding mix and is definitely the preferable version of this track. We'll start with the mono and move to the distant stereo. So free, walking hand in hand down a shady lane. What happened to me? Into stereo. What happened to me? Did you ever love a girl who walked right out on you? And at the end, we get a slightly longer decay in mono. Start with the stereo and move to the mono at that key moment. Mono. Slap bang in the middle of side two is Good Time Boy. And the guitar panned off to the left is far more audible in stereo, likely due to the separation when compared with the mono. However, it is notable that the whole track feels so much more naked in stereo when compared with the mono, as this is one of those tracks where the mono really makes sense for the mix, let alone just for the mixing of the stereo, which in itself is quite good. 
Let's start with the mono and move into the stereo where things become more naked and that left guitar becomes more audible. <laughs> Second to last track on the album, and maybe my favourite here, but maybe not, I don't know, is Rock and Roll Woman. And at the intro, there's a guitar panned off to the right, which is much more audible in stereo. Let's hear that first in stereo, and then again in mono. And again in mono. As we move through the body of the track, the drums are certainly more muddled in mono sonically. They're not very clear and they seem a bit lost in the mix. Overall the stereo is definitely much clearer here and this could likely be another wonky needle drop, but who knows. We'll start with the mono and move into the much clearer stereo and where the drums become much more identifiable. <laughs> Stereo. I'm free there just to make my plans. Dream of far away land. Anything close. And here's a weird little one. At the ending, they're edited a little differently in each mix. The final guitar zip is louder and longer in mono, while the stereo has a bit of a weird sideways zip, but almost doesn't sound like there's panning going on. It's very odd. We'll play it first in mono and then again in the zipping stereo. And again in stereo. And at the end of the album we get Broken Arrow, Neil Young's multi-part epic which moves throughout many different sections with different sound effects linking them and it's surely ripe for mono and stereo mix differences. I was working my way through the track, noting some maybe ever so slight things, but mainly that the track sounded awful in mono. This is where I first identified that this was definitely a needle drop. There's a washy quality to it, and this is certainly something that would lean towards this being a, well, needle drop in itself and why it was muddy. However, then I noticed that all the edits between sections were identical and ultimately this then turned out to be a fold down of the stereo mix. It's a bit of an anticlimactic way to close out the album, but that's how it goes I suppose. Just so you can get a little feel anyway, let's start with the stereo and fold that down into mono. Into mono. Did you see them? Did you see them? 
with that rather mixed bag of a mix, we complete our look at the second album by Buffalo Springfield, Buffalo Springfield again. For the most part, this album definitely works better in stereo. It's a lot cleaner, it's a true mix unlike some of the mono, but there's certainly a few tracks in mono that do benefit from the single channel sound, such as Sad Memory, Good Time Boy, and just a few other moments as well. Overall, you're pretty solid with the album either way, and I wouldn't say it's worth splashing out on a mono copy compared with the already pretty strong stereo. But with that said, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Mixology. I had never actually listened to this album prior to making this episode, so it was really nice to take a dive into it. I ordered a UK monocopy of the album prior to my research for it to get in the mood with some listening. It does turn out that the UK is a fold down of the US stereo, but as we've learned today, that's not actually completely false as far as monocopies of the album go. And honestly, the album does work really well, folded down from stereo to mono. The UK also has a bit of weird compression laid over it, but this seems to be pretty standard for Atlantic pressings of albums around this time in the UK. Before we go though, I did want to say a huge thank you to my newest patrons of the show. They are Tim Dabarena, Joe Alterio and Justin Bevan. So thank you all three of you for signing up. Your support really does mean the world and helps keep me doing what I do. And as I said earlier, if you too want to sign up and support the show, you can do so at patreon.com forward slash back to mono, which is down in the show notes. But if you also want to get in touch with the show, you can do so at backtomonoradio.com. You can find me on Instagram at hypnoticfred and I'm always up for a chat there. And there's also a Facebook group link down there in case you fancy that. Don't forget to check out Sister Show Back to Mono over at Mixcloud. There's a link to that down in the description. And you can get extended episodes of that over at the Patreon, of course. But with all that said, I want to say a huge, huge thank you to you for listening to the show. And remember, whoever you are and wherever you are, have a great, great day. Thank you.